All right, you guys ready? We're into our last week of No Fear November. I wanted to, um, uh, everything in my heart is ready to jump and dive right into Christmas. Today's the start of Advent, but we start that next week. We have one more week in the book of Philippians, and uh, I've been just, uh, I've been excited for this, uh, for this week, has been preparing for, for uh, the last chapter, but let's just quickly do a overview of what we've gone through. So Philippians chapter 1, excuse me, Paul starts out, uh, I love how he starts out every chapter actually, he starts out in rejoicing. He's rejoicing even when he's locked up, chained up, and uh, he's actually the driving force, the encouragement to the church of Philippi in prison because he knows that God's going to see him through his challenge. And he's, and he's challenging the church of Philippi. You're, you're facing challenges too, but God's going to see you through it. Keep pressing on. Keep pushing forward. Keep doing the good uh, work and, and sharing the good news. Chapter, uh, Philippians chapter 2, Paul's then urging the church of Philippi to unite together. A lot of uh, the struggles that the church was having was um, of selfish ambition. They were trying to make their status and their, their bank accounts, their, their, their lives um, more important than the, the, the true goal of, of sharing the good news and doing the good work. And, and Paul was uh, encouraging them to humble themselves. He pointed them to the life of Jesus, uh, which is the greatest example throughout all of history of, of, of the, the greatest example of humility. Uh, Jesus, uh, he, he put all the glory aside, all the glory that he had, he put it aside, came down in human form, lived the humble life, a, a life for us, to, to, to the blueprint for us, the way to live a life, and uh, he then died for us, right? As you guys know, he died for us and, and, and gave us a chance at redemption with him. It's a love like, there, there's a love like no other that he has for us. And, and, and Paul is encouraging the church of Philippi, do the same. Do the same. Humble yourselves like Jesus did for us. Share that love with others. Chapter 3, we looked at uh, this part of the, of the letter to the church of Philippi, and, 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 and Paul is telling them it's time to step up. It's time to be fearless because no weapon formed against us will prosper. Our God will prevail. And um, he's, he's reminding the church, the, the, the believers, to safeguard themselves, to, to put on the Holy Spirit armor every single morning. You ought, to get, you ought to be prepared because the attack of the enemy is relentless. It's, it's, it's going to continue. And, and, and it doesn't matter. Don't be afraid of it because God will see you through it. Just make sure you are walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Go and be faithful. He will guide you. He'll protect you. Um, don't worry about... Um, uh, the, the human desires that we have, all of that stuff, all this worldly stuff, it eventually leads to death and destruction. Hold on to the biblical principles. Hold on to the love of God that you have experienced. Do you know it? And fearlessly walk as God has won the battle. Philippians chapter 4. We are into it today. And, and church, I pray that this series is um, a series that encourages us and prepares us for this season of hope that we're entering. I like to call Christmas the season of hope. And, and what we know as Christ followers is that the season of hope, what we know what hope is, it's a lot different than the way the world and society and culture views hope, right? The way the world and society and culture views hope is, you know, uh, they, put, they, they think their hope comes from, you know, Instagram followers or, or, or Instagram likes. They, they believe hope comes from money or, or, or how big their bank account will be. They think hope comes from status, or hope comes from government, or, or hope comes from as many partners as possible. 
They believe these things, these worldly things, will bring fulfillment. And they're looking and searching for hope in all the wrong places. But church, let me tell you, they, they are, the, we know as believers that we experience a hope that is literally out of this world. It's, it's outer-worldly. We experience this hope every single day. It's the hope, it's the reason we get up in the morning, right? This hope, this hope is the reason we, we open our Bibles and, and dive into the Scripture so that we, we get that nourishment from Scripture. The hope is, this hope is the reason we, 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 we spend time talking with God and working on re, our relationship with Him. This hope, it transcends death and life. And Paul said in Philippians chapter 1, For now and for always, Christ will be exalted in my body, whether by life or by death. To live is Christ, and to die is gain. And Paul is basically sharing with, with the, the, the people of uh, the Philippians that, that I am not ashamed of the gospel. You know, I want to share the good news. I want to do this good work. There's so much fruitful labor left to do. Let's, let's be in this together. We're arm in arm, even though uh, you may not even see me at some points because I'm locked up, I'm in chains. Uh, uh, God's going to see me through this. God's going to see you through your challenges. Let's do this together. We're arm in arm. God's got something special. When, uh, when I, I'm reminded in Psalm 62 about, uh, about hope, it's a Psalm of David. I wanted to read a few verses, and starting in verse 5, it said, Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress, and I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor depend on God. He is my mighty rock and my refuge. Trust in him at all times. You people, pour out your hearts to him, for our God is our refuge. And, and, and church refuge is defined as a condition of being safe or sheltered from pursuit. And, and, and in theological terms, we know that Christ is our shelter. He's our strong tower. And, and Paul is preparing the church in, uh, of Philippi to get ready. Get ready to share. Share the hope that you know. The hope that is so different than, than the rest of this world can offer. A hope that is outer worldly. Hope only in Christ. It's time for us to get ready to share this great, this great message. And as church in the city, as we enter this season of hope, I, I promise you this. I just promise you this. If, uh, if you look for it in any kind of way, I'm telling you, this season, God is going to open up a door for you to share that message of hope, the, the hope that we've experienced, the love of Christ that we have gone through together. And God's going to uh, give you an opportunity to do the good work and share the good news. And, 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 and I hope this, this month of November has been uh, good preparation for us. So uh, before I dive into um, the, 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 main, uh, the main part of the message today, I just wanted to break down the chapter 4 of Philippians. Um, I, have, I don't have a three-point sermon for you today. I got, I got 94 points to go through. And um, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't worry. I only got one point. All right. I have a one point message. Um, uh, that's where it's kind of all based around. But let me just quickly break down Philippians chapter four. Okay. Philippians chapter four starts with Paul urging the Philippians to stand firm, hold on to God, stand firm in your biblical principles. Do not be swayed to the left or right. Keep your eyes on Christ. We're going to mostly focus on verses four to nine, which is basically... Um, basically, Paul 
giving direction to all of the people in, in uh, all of the Philippians. It's his final uh, exhortation, and we're going to dive into that a little deeper. And then he, he closes out the chapter by uh, sharing about his contentment in his life in every situation, and he always concludes every letter, uh, every part of the chapter with a prayer and a usual blessing, his usual blessing. So, my ch- so church, my one point today, for those taking notes, you can write this down. It's, it's basically a reminder. It's put it into practice, all right? That's, our, that's the main point, put it into practice. And, you know, my whole life, you know, I've had teachers, I've had coaches, I've had mentors, siblings, uh, uh, my wife, my uh, uh, people in leadership. Um, they've always reminded me, you know, to, to, that there's never a get-rich-quick scheme or there's, there's no cheat codes that you can use. Um, there, there's nothing that will skip ahead uh, of being able to do the hard work to complete your goal or to reach your goal or to uh, become better at something or to succeed in, for example, your schoolwork, okay? You can't, there's no cheat code in that. You have to do the hard work, just like, you're in your, just like when you're working out, right? There's no cheat code um, unless, well, I guess there is some sort of cheat codes, but um, that was a bad example. That was a bad example. But you don't want to use those cheat codes because they have bad side effects, okay? Um, I've seen a lot of extremely talented athletes, okay? They've, they've, uh, there's, there's been lots of athletes that I've seen that are extremely talented, and I've seen some uh, athletes that are extremely talented and do the hard work. The ones that are extremely talented and rely on their talents, they will fizzle out and fail at some point. Their talent will take them so far only. The ones that are talented and doing the hard work, they're the ones that always rise to the top, and they always do the best. You know, even if there are some uber-talented person who could come on the stage right now, maybe they don't have much of a musical background, but they could pick up the guitar over here and uh, start playing, and, and maybe, they could, they, maybe they could sound good, or maybe they jump on the keys, and maybe they could sound really good. Um, I, I will still put, uh, put, my, put my money on this, is that for them to actually go to the next level of, of, of growth and in, in learning that instrument, they actually have to practice and put in some work to get to the level of... of um, um, that is, that is that's good, right? Um, you have to do that. You can't skip over that. You know, the greatest basketball of all time, there's no debate in this, okay? It's Michael Jordan. Get that straight. He put it this way. Everybody has talent, but ability takes hard work. Now, verses 4 to 9 in Philippians chapter 4, it's Paul's final exhort. He's encouraging them to do the hard work, live your lives according to biblical principles, and know that God is with you through it all. He will help you and guide you. It's time to put it into practice. And so let's look at this, this uh, few verses together. Starting in verse 4, it says, Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Amen. You know, Paul's reminding that the, the way the Christian life is to be lived is, is so different than the way the rest of the world will live. 
the hope and joy that we know outweighs any and all causes for sorrow. You know, people that come against us, even they are so focused on worldly things, they are actually filled with worldly sorrows. We have something so special. We have the peace of God. And, we're, and Paul is encouraging the church, hold on to it. Paul is telling them, you have seen and witnessed my own testimony. You've seen and witnessed me being chained and locked up, and I'm still filled with the joy of the Lord. I'm still able to share the good news and do the good work, even in the situation I was in. And the God of peace was with me, and he'll also be with you. No matter what comes your way, go and be a blessing. So church in the city, the question is, how do we do this? How do we do this? How do we do this so we don't just hear a message today and it's just uh, something that encourages us and, and nothing actually happens? How do we uh, put this into practice? And, and what I'm going to do is uh, I, I got a four-step quick process on how to put this message for us to actively put it into practice. Okay? You guys with me? Amen. The first step is this. Okay? We have to understand what our goal is, okay? And what our goal is going into this December series, season, this, this, this uh, uh, season of hope, is to share the good news and do the good work, right? That's our goal. We want to share the good news and do the good work. So that's the first step. Pretty easy. We understood it now. We got it figured out. How do we achieve this goal? Second step is we need to, I've said this, I think, now over a month, every single Sunday, and I want to keep saying it, we have to love God and love others. So let's dig into that a little bit. Okay, what does that look like? We need to passionately pursue God. And, and, and that means you working on your relationship with God. Like you are, some practical ways to work on your relationship with God is, is uh, making a, a prominent part of your life, your, your devotional life. Make that so important. This is the time you get to speak with and chat with and, 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 and read the words, the, the, the words of God in Scripture. This is to encourage yourself and to grow your relationship with God. Now imagine, imagine if... If this relationship is so important, right? If I, like my relationship with my wife, if I skipped a week of communicating with my wife, I don't think I would have a wife anymore, right? That would probably be the, the, end, the end of that week, right? Um, that's what we need to take into our relationship with God. We need to be in that constant uh, loving relationship, growing and, and growing and talking and, and, and learning together. That's one practical way. Another practical way you can is, you know, having um, a change of mindset and heart from focusing on self and, and shifting that to focusing on everything you do being for the glory of God. Maybe you're in a job you really, really hate, okay? This is an example. Maybe you're in a job you just can't stand, and, and maybe God has you there for a season, or maybe you're going to be there for a long time. Who knows? Maybe you'll make a lifelong friend there where, where you get to be the only Bible that they get to experience, right? Um, um, when you have that kind of mindset, that's, that's when you know you're, you're, you're passionately pursuing God. And, and when you know you're passionately pursuing God, when you have everything in your heart being kingdom-focused, you, automatically, automatically, you're, you're, you're going to be passionately uh, love, sharing the love of God that has for you to others, okay? So when you passionately pursue God, it will overflow into passionately loving 
others the way God loves you. Okay, so thirdly, thirdly we must understand as Paul has been sharing this along uh, along our journey in the book of Philippians, he's been sharing this all along. He says, we actually have the Holy Spirit living within us. We aren't, re- we aren't called to rely on our own talents. Those talents are they're, they're good, and God has blessed us with them, but we're supposed to rely on being faithful. We, we have the Holy Spirit allowing, to do, allowing the Holy Spirit to do the work through you. We need to be faithful. Okay, and that leads us to our fourth step of how do we do that? How do we be faithful? And basically, we take everything that we've talked about and we put it into practice. Now, now you may say, Pastor Dan, that's very easy to say, but how, give me some practical ways of how to do that. And, and, and church, I'll do that for you in just a few moments. I promise you that. I just wanted to add this in um, before I get to those practical ways. Never once in my life have I ever created a, 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 a logical, uh, well-sounded argument or response to someone who is maybe questioning Christianity. And, and I, I've never created such a good argument, which I've, I, I work hard on being able to do, um, uh, that has convinced them to have a transformational change in their heart by having a relationship with Christ. Never once have I been able to do that. Maybe, maybe, it's, uh, maybe I'm not great at that, but I, I think I'm okay, and I think I, I work hard at being able to do that. But never once have I been able to logic someone into a relationship with Christ. Now, not saying in any way that you know, studying and, and diving into God's word and growing is a bad thing. No, that's a great thing. You should do that. It, it says in scripture to study his word and to grow. Um, you will deepen your own faith. You'll, you'll strengthen your, your understanding and, and, and you'll grow in your apologetics. You'll you're, you're be able to defend the faith. Um, but never in my experience have I, have I been able to walk someone through to start a relationship with Christ doing that. When I have seen people start a relationship with Christ, it's, it's when they experience the power of the Holy Spirit, when they experience God's love upon them. That's when you see, you know, the, the transformational change that happens within them. You know, and, and, and one thing that we all have as, as believers, if you have a relationship with Christ, we, we like to call this a 511 at Church in the City. We all have this. It comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, 11, to build each other up and encourage one another. And we call it a 511 because it's your story. It's a testimony of, and where you can share the experience of God's love upon you. So what I want you to do today, we're going to take a few moments here. I want you to turn your attention to the screens because I want to share with you a very powerful 511 uh, video that we got to uh, put together this week. Hello, my name is Ernest, and this is my 511. So I used to be part of a secular band. I was uh, playing electric guitar for that band. It was back in India, uh, and the band was going really good. Um, we we were pretty famous around the city, and uh, yeah, it was at that peak point. Uh, uh, I felt God speaking to me and uh, I felt like God asking me this question, is this what I called you to for? 
and uh, at that point I realized because uh, growing up as a child I had I always had this passion to uh, serve God and uh, I knew that he had a calling in my life so uh, at that point I realized that uh, I should you know step out of this and obey God and that's what I did uh, even though I was leading the band uh, I, I had to step out and tell my bandmates that uh, you know I can't do this anymore um, but it was it was hard for me uh, that time to make that decision but uh, I obeyed God and I just took that step of faith and um, because I've never led worship before and uh, yeah so that's how I got into uh, um, worship and uh, I also write my uh, own songs worship songs and I produce them and yeah God has uh, enabled me to do all of that and yeah, that's it. So it was back in 2018 uh, when I was 19 years old. So I was uh, going through a season of uh, depression, anxiety, and uh, hurts, disappointments, and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was so heavy on my life. So I remember this uh, Saturday night. Uh, but, but then I was still going to church, I was playing music, uh, I was doing everything, but I still had this emptiness in my heart. And um, so I, the, I remember this Saturday night uh, where a huge problem uh, happened and uh, I felt like I was the reason for that and I felt so disgusted about me and uh, I, I felt like no one loved me or no one cared about me. And uh, so it was around 3 a.m. in the morning. Um, I was crying, crying on my bed, trying to sleep. Um, but yeah, I couldn't sleep and uh, it was so painful for me and I never shared it with anyone. I just kept everything to myself and, um, and then I came to a conclusion where I was like, you know what, I don't want to live anymore. Uh, what's the point of life and what's the point of doing anything? And uh, I don't know how I came to this conclusion, but I was like, you know what, I, I, I just want to die. I don't want to live anymore. So I wanted to commit suicide. And the next day was Sunday. So, and the, and the best part is my church was in the same street uh, where I lived in. So I, I never had any option to skip church. So I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go to church, finish church, and I'm going to kill myself. I don't want to live. So, yeah, I, I woke up and I went to church and um, I was on stage that day. I was playing electric guitar, hiding all these feelings inside me. I was just, um, yeah, I was just on stage playing and, and I don't know, for some reason, I was just crying, crying, crying on the stage. Even though I was playing at worship, I, I kept crying. I couldn't control and I didn't know what was happening around me. I felt like everything was dark and... Uh, and I never shared uh, what was going on in my life with anyone. So, so yeah, worship got over and the sermon got over and the service got over. So I started packing my things to leave. And uh, so a sister, uh, a missionary from our church, she walked up to me. So I don't talk to her very often. I, yeah, but I knew her. She walked up to me and she was like, uh, so she, back home they call me Reuben. So she was like, 
uh, Reuben, um, during uh, worship, uh, God spoke to me. He said that you wanted to commit suicide. And I was so shocked because I never told anyone and it's just happening the same day. And um, and then I, and I started crying so badly and she said, uh, God wanted me to tell you that he loves you so much and he's always there for you and he cares for you and he has a purpose in your life and he's going to do great and mighty things through you. And it just shook me because um, because I I never told anyone and, and this uh, lady was just telling everything that was going on in my life and, and I'm like, what's happening? And, uh, and then she also mentioned that... Uh, during the time of worship, uh, she saw uh, Jesus standing beside me when I was playing guitar and uh, he was putting his arms over my shoulder and that just broke me and I fell to the ground and I cried so much uh, because I felt that I was such a disgusting person and uh, can you imagine a God who created everything that we see and things that we don't see standing beside you and putting his arms over you and that's when I gave my life to Christ and that changed uh, my life so drastically and uh, God has been faithful in every step uh, from then and um, yeah he's leading me as, as he promised me and uh, all glory to God alone. what he said uh, 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 thank you Ernest I, I like what you said at um, near the end there how uh, every step of the way God has continued to bring miracles and and uh, as you get to know Ernest some more uh, coming from India and and uh, lots of challenges along the way as you can um, imagine um, God has <laughs> done some pretty miraculous things uh, uh, and uh, he will still continue to do some so church, I want everyone to hear, hear this. Um, if you have a relationship with Christ, I want you to hear that your abilities, maybe even the way you view yourself, it doesn't define or determine your call from God to be faithful. God will use you according to your faithfulness, not your ability. If you don't believe me, let's look at history, okay? Uh, God used Gideon. Gideon was this... Uh, when, when God first found, saw Gideon, or, or first uh, was about to use Gideon, is when the Midianites were attacking Israel. You know where Gideon was? He was in a wine press in fear. I kind of imagined him in the fetal position uh, because it says he was worrying and hiding. I imagine him in the fetal position crying. And, uh, and God used this guy to, to eventually lead an army of 300 to uh, take on a major foe of Israel and, and, and lead them out of oppression. God used Moses. Many of you know Moses and, and Moses' story. Moses had a speech impediment. He could barely share uh, instructions. And, and, and Moses shared this with God. He's like, how am I supposed to do this? I doubt myself in a great way. And God used Moses to lead the nation of Israel out of captivity and into, uh, uh, into eventually the promised land. Well, he didn't get to do that part, but he led them to a point where, where uh, he get, they get eventually get to the promised land. God used Moses. God used 
the little runt boy named David. Okay, so uh, the prophet Samuel, uh, yeah, the prophet Samuel was called to uh, appoint the next king, and he was supposed to appoint a king from the uh, uh, one of the sons of Jesse. Okay, Jesse had many sons, and uh, his eldest son was named Eliad. Eliad was this uh, basically was picture Captain America. Okay, he's strong, tall, muscular, uh, good looking. He had it all, right? And and and, and Prophet Samuel is probably thinking this this is going to be a great king. He's going to do some great and mighty things. God is going to use him in an awesome way. God said, No, 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 no. I don't want that guy. I want you to look at the, look at the young one who's a, a little bit of a runt. He's skinny. He's he's he looks messy. He's he's a, he's a little bit not not an attractive guy. I want him to be king. And God, you know you know the story of David. God used David to slay a giant and lead the lead the Israelites out of the captivity of the Philistines. I share all this to encourage us that we are able to be faithful. We are able to be operating in the power of the Holy Spirit within us. And, and as we enter the season of hope in December, as, as Paul shared with the Philippians in the, in the final portion of this chapter, starting in verse 11, he said, For I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Church, it is Christ that gives us strength. You know, our strength will only go so far. Our, our young adults think I can only have very little strength to, to, to go forward. I know. I know our strength only goes so far, but God, with Christ's strength within us, the, the, it's amazing. It's amazing what he will do. He has given us this gift of the Holy Spirit within us. And don't let your mind limit the ability of God's work through you. God is calling us as church in the city to share the good news and do the good work. I almost did something... I, I can't even share that. I can't even share that. What I almost did this morning. I almost, I almost swore, all right? I, I, was, I combined the word share and city and in a church. And yeah, you guys can put that together. Um, so I promised you a couple practical ways as we end today to, uh, to be able to do this, okay? And this is it's really simple. Um, this, this, is not a, this is not a calculus equation. This is a very simple one plus one equals two of what we can do. Um, first, I'll give you four things, okay? First thing is this. Bring someone to a life group. Notice I didn't say invite. I said bring someone to a life group. We've got life groups that happen throughout the week and the month of, uh, of December. Bring someone to there. Let's see, uh, see what we do as, as the body of Christ together, as we encourage one another. And, and they will experience God's power in those life groups. This will be a challenging one. I, I, I challenge you to ask someone. Maybe you, maybe you don't even know them very well. Okay, I challenge you to ask someone, what can you pray for them for? And and then from that, I challenge you, um, pray for them on the spot. You you then then you're putting it in God's hands, right? He's going to take care of the situation. I challenge you to take a step of faith and do that. Do that this season. Um, 
Third point is, uh, I have in my notes here, invite someone to church. No, that's garbage. Bring someone to church, all right? Forget invite. Bring someone to church. This Christmas season, I think, I think God, it's because God's working on people's hearts. And I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, people are way more willing to try church. People are way more willing to come back to church if they've been away for a long, long time. So bring someone to church. I challenge you, church. And, and, and lastly, as our brother Ernest shared today, his 5.11, I encourage you to share your 5.11. Share your story. Share your testimony. You've experienced the love of God upon you. Share that with someone. Um, you can even share that with, uh, with, uh, to encourage your, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Even on our, in a, on our church app, there's a section called 511 where you can send in prayer requests or you can send in encouragements and testimonies and praise reports. Um, it will encourage the fellow believers. Church, are you with me? As we're entering in this season of hope, I, I, I want to call the worship team up. I just wanted to pray a blessing over us as we uh, enter this uh, December season where we get the chance to share the good news and do the good work. So if you're able, why don't you stand with me and uh, let's, let's pray together. Lord, Heavenly Father, you are so, so good to us. You are Un, uh, you're, the, you're the great I am. You're the Alpha and the Omega. You're the beginning and the end. And Lord, we just thank you for your goodness. Lord, I pray that you just instill your faith in us, your strength in us as we go and as, as we have opportunities to do the good work and share the good news, Lord. I pray that you just um, challenge us and push us and open a door for us that we cannot we, that we only have one option to do. We have to go through it, Lord. And we will walk through it with, uh, with, our, uh, with, with, with confidence, Lord. And we will see your amazing power at work. We know your miracles happen the same as yesterday, as today, and forevermore. Lord, let us have the faith to go and pray for someone who, who needs a miracle. Maybe they need a healing. Maybe they need a financial breakthrough. Whatever it is, Lord, I pray that you give us the faith to be fearless, and to walk according to the Spirit. Lord, I pray that this season is a season where uh, uh, the harvest is ripe and we are called to be faithful. Let us go today. Let's go this, even starting this week. Let us go and, and share our stories. Uh, stories of the many stories, even in this room right now, or even online, or, or from service number one. There's so many people that will, will, will have so many good news stories, so many testimonies of your love never failing, of your love overcoming, of your comfort picking up our spirits, uh, of your miracles happening in, 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 in our finances, in our health. Lord, over and over we can write a book after book about your amazing goodness. Lord, I pray that you give us the faith to go and share it. We don't let this message just be uh, a happy encouragement for us. But we go and, and you, you put in us a, a passion and desire as, as Paul has for, for the people of, the, for the Philippians, Lord. You, you give us that passion to go, pursue, and share. And we just thank you for your goodness. We thank you for what is to come. Holy Spirit, lead us. Be a, let us be a bunch of Holy Spirit-filled individuals, united together, sharing the goodness of God. And we just give you all the glory and all the praise, Lord. We're excited for what is to come. In your name I pray. Amen.